Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more, and even NFL preseason. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our guy, former Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How's it going? How's it going? You doing all right? I can't complain, man. We uh, two more weeks till the the season starts. So uh, yeah, man, Christmas is almost here. Oh man, two more weeks. Okay, well, hey, I'm I'm ready for it. I am absolutely ready for it. Uh, you know, watched a couple of the preseason games, some of it, and 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 caught a glimpse of some of the things that's been going on out there. Good. Uh, some things maybe not so good. And this is preseason, and that's part of what. You're doing. You're trying to work all these little kinks out before you start the season. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been it's been a great time. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to get back into it. The whole swing of things, just getting the games, watching games on 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 Sunday, like all day, right? It's just like the, the Sunday is like I get to just chill out and watch games all day. Okay, watch some great football. Just veg. Well, that's what the falls for. You get Saturdays to watch college football. I mean, obviously. For us NFL fans, you know, um, you have a wife, I have a girlfriend, so we can't really we can't really spend the whole day watching co- college football on Saturday. Maybe some games here and there because we're giving up Sunday already. So like you got you got <laughs> you got to do something on you got you know you got to get out in the world on Saturday. Um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. yeah, and, and I'm I'm not really you know and and, and completely honest, I'm not a, a huge huge college fan. I'm just I'm you know I, I like to see uh, football and the national in you know. National Football League. Mm. That's why I love watching the football. That's kind of where I've been at the past few years. You know, colleges, some things I look at as, as being um, mm, some gimmicky. You know, you see a lot of just uh, uh, copycats here and there doing some things. You know, I like the skill of it. You know, I think there's a lot of skillful guys out there. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some teams to watch in college this year. Uh, but I'm not really a big college guy. Never have been. Even when I was playing – you know, on Saturdays we'll be like, a, you know, after we get finished doing our like a little walkthrough, or we be, you know, on away games. I just never sat in the room and just watched college games. I just, I just didn't. Interesting. I think. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I was. 
I probably started getting to college probably when I was like middle school, um, a little bit before middle school, watching like it was mostly obviously the top 25 teams because my area, people were big UVA and Virginia Tech fans. So like growing up, I watched a lot of that. But when I was growing up, the, the USC Reggie Bush team was the, the team that I like really sucked me into watching college football. So since then, I've been pretty keen on watching certain teams and obviously doing the podcast now. Just It helps me. Obviously, I bet on some college games, but it helps me just kind of get ready for the draft to see what who, I mean, who's where, you know, have some prior yeah. knowledge on these guys. Right, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, huge NFL guy. So I, during the fall, I gave up my Saturdays to do, you know, the the couple stuff, you know, during you know, going, to, going to pumpkin patches, going to different things in the fall. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the day type stuff is Saturday. Sunday is the day. It's, a, it's kind of an agreement, like you veg out on the couch and watch NFL from from uh, 10 a.m. watching the pregame shows all the way till uh, midnight watching the postgame Sunday night show. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now, now, Sundays, if I go to a game, you know, I like going to games, obviously, and, and, and chilling out and doing that. But I think a lot of it is just because there's just so many games out there, right? Who you, who are you going to watch unless you're just a fan of a particular team? Um, to me, if you just watch football, and I watch football just because I'm, you know, I'm a football guy. I yeah. love football. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking over, you know, like I said, the plays and stuff. Like, But what I do see is that it, it just it doesn't capture uh, my attention like it does on Sunday. Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> It's the, it's the, it's the, it really is. It's the big leagues and, and the minor leagues. And that's, that, that's what it is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The NFL, NFL is king. Um, that's for sure. Um, so we mentioned it last week on uh, the podcast that uh, Saturday, uh, Chief Concerns will be doing something for Bleacher Report. It was a really a special thing. They reached out to us. They wanted us to do a post game uh, preseason finale reaction show on Bleacher Report. Uh, we'll have the link up tomorrow uh, so you guys can, can get into that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, Following the week three preseason game, uh, Browns and Chiefs, uh, which is going to be on NFL Network. So following that game, uh, click the link, um, follow that path, and J.D. and I will be doing a reaction show for Bleacher Report. Um, we'll probably be, based on the agreement we had talked about, we might do uh, another show for them uh, during the year and stuff. But uh, they reached out to us. They saw they, they, they like the Chief Concerns uh, brand, and they were like, you know, we'd love to have you guys come on. So, um, so yeah, so Saturday after the game, around 4 o'clock probably, um, just follow the link, and uh, you get some JD and I a uh, little reaction show to uh, end the preseason. It's gonna be a good time, man. It's gonna be a really good time. I mean, Bleacher Report, man, is 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 a big deal, and we like uh, we like people who like us, you know. So yes, we do. Thank you. They uh, you know reaching out and, and 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 hollering at us, you know. So we holler back. But this this is gonna be a you know just go out here and just kind of talk about the game a little bit, and then kind of the prelude to the season. What we see, maybe some of the guys that we think from the performance. Who will be on the team? Who's going to make the fifty-three? You know, all those different things uh, is 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 always good uh, to kind of get a little um, little touch of that, yeah. right? And plus, you know, since during the season we do the reaction shows after the games, this is this is kind of like our uh, our preseason game, our, our one warm up shot before we get into the uh, regular season for our reaction shows. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Work out the sure. kinks and all that stuff, JD. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, so obviously lots to get into this week um, in Chiefs Kingdom. Lots of drama, of course, like every week. I tell, I tell us Chris Jones stuff is done. It's like uh, Days of Our Lives, um, Days of Our Chiefs uh, on uh, uh, Chiefs Twitter or Chiefs X, right? what do they call it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll get into the Chris Jones stuff. And also we're going to get begin with uh, the wide receiver room, which has been the biggest topic for us uh, all throughout the offseason. Um, 
and yeah, so uh, this week we've got some clarity as to what the way Andy Reid wants to go with the wide receiver room. Uh, following the game on uh, Saturday, Andy Reid said they'll be keeping six or seven receivers. That was a quote. Um, and then offense coordinator Matt Nagy said this week that they have some tough decisions to make in that wide receiver room, saying that they wish they could keep everyone, which I'm sure every NFL team, I'm sure they wish they could keep uh, uh, 200 guys on the roster. But um, yeah, so our guy Justin Ross flashed, uh, finally got some first team reps uh, in a game. Um, he had two targets, one like a, like a pass deflection, and then the other one Mahomes threw to him on uh, kind of a whip route. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, t- t- it took it for like, like 12, 12, 13 yards, but two, two, uh, two reps with the first team, two targets, which is a pretty good thing. Um, and then uh, Rasheed Rice uh, looked pretty good at early drop and then looked amazing. Leads all receivers in preseason with uh, yards after catch. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, so it's coming down to the six or seven guys and, and the three guys everyone's boiling it down to is Justin Ross, um, Imar Smith-Marset, and our guy Cornell Powell, who we've had on our show. Um they're saying that those are the last three guys. It's going to be one of those three that makes the team. Some are saying it's going to come out of the special teams reps. All three of the guys have had pretty much equal special teams reps during the preseason so far. Um, only one who's gotten first team reps is Justin Ross with the offense. So, uh, J.D., with Smith-Marset doing this thing uh, at the preseason game on Saturday, Cornell Powell looking pretty good, um, and Justin Ross obviously doing what he's been doing. What do you make of the um, the last receiver spot? Do you? Th- I mean, most Chief fans think Justin Ross has it locked, but the fact that some people are just saying that it could be one of these other guys, what do you what do you make of what's going on in that wide receiver room? Uh, you know what? I, I really do believe uh, that it's going to come down, obviously, to special teams. Uh, I think Justin Ross is actually above somewhere, not even in that category of even thinking he's going to get cut. To be honest with you, um, so. I think he's he's probably locked in five or six, to be honest, um, as far as at least my estimation of it, of what I've seen, uh, and especially how they've been talking about him. And so um, he's a guy I think deservingly so uh, needs to make the roster. And so he, I mean, gets the nod over the other two, man. I, I like uh, ISM and, 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 of course, our, our guy Powell. Those guys have been playing, you know, spectacular too. And like you said, it's one of those things that you, you hate to see a guy go. You hate to see, but this is this is part of the business, right? When he starts getting down to the 53-man roster, who are you going to keep a wide receiver-wise? But it's going to be based off of, we know this, uh, special teams more than anything else. And so who's been playing special teams? Who could go to actually go down and, and cover and make a tackle? Who can go and block and do all those different things that you're asking that guy to do that is that's going to be putting in all the hard work, all the extra stuff, uh, just to be on a roster, who's, who's who's more suited for those things? So I don't think Justin Ross is in that that seventh one. I think it's more between ISM and, and Powell. I think Powell, to me, uh, just because of what he he's done, especially team wise, I, I think he's 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 a bigger body, uh, and I think he he just if I if I'm making a decision, this is me making a decision. Uh, you know, I like I like Powell. I do. Yeah, and obviously from, on a personal level, I mean, him coming on the show, I mean, he's a really good guy, just uh, obviously outside of, outside the football field. Um, but so obviously there's been some kind of – there's some kind of uncertainty with Kadarius Tony's injury of when he'll be back. Um, and so we talk about six or seven receivers. 
And if you look at the numbers right now, so we have Rasheed Rice, uh, MVS, Sky Moore, that's three, Justin Watson, four, Richie James, five, Kadarius Tony, adding him in there, so that's six, and then Ross, that's seven. Yeah, so so here's the thing, and here's the possibility. Somebody brought this up, and I was just like, you know what, it is a possibility. Is it a possibility, depending on where Kadarius Tony is, does he start on IR? Okay, and that's, that's part of the reason I say that is because if that is something that they had to say, hey, look, you know, we want to make sure that he's healthy. We want to give him and, 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 and you know, that's part of the reason why you put these guys in to see how they uh, they operate with the first team with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and so we've, we've said this. It's like, why well, rush a guy back when you don't need to if the guys underneath him are capable of stepping up and making plays? And so I, I that is a possibility. That is a possibility putting Kadarius Tony on IR. So – that's why that's why I say that, and I'm, I'm looking at the numbers on, on saying those things, because uh, you got it. You got to almost consider that somewhat. You have to consider that. I don't know how far he is, you know. And it's you know the holy things kind of close to their chest, right? Because he's like, hey, we know he might be back first game. Mm, I don't know. It, this is I, what I do know is this: it's a long, long season. It's a long season, okay. We talked about this, but we need him in the playoffs. We need him deep into, you know, the, the games to make sure that we have him healthy. We need to make sure that he is healthy. And I talked about this also, too, talking about uh, uh, Sneed as well, being healthy. These guys need to be healthy. We shouldn't have to rush these guys back, especially if you have capable guys that's there in their same position that can do the job. So that's, that's how I look at it. I'm, that's just the numbers game I'm playing in my head right now. And, and that would make sense based on Reed saying six or seven receivers. Because yes. like you say, you say Kadarius Tony, you add him in there, that is seven. So, yeah. and, and they have started to roll back the timeline with Kadarius Tony. Last week, they, they said something like, oh, there's no timeline for his return, which two weeks ago they said, oh, he'll be back by week one. Last week, they talked about rolling back his, his time. They don't really have a timeline anymore. So right. that, that would go along with him being on IR. So then you need to keep seven receivers. Absolutely. So there you go. That that, that it brings up one of those other guys, uh, Marset or Pal. So like, right. That that would make sense. Um. So my question here, um, Reed said they may play the uh, the starters for a little bit on um on Saturday. Um, if we see, could we see more of Smith, Marset, and Pal? Uh, in in um, it, okay. If we don't see Justin Ross at all in this game, does that mean he's a lock, or maybe he gets one rep? Um. No. No, 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 no. Listen, look, (laughs) these guys need as much work as possible. (laughs) I mean, that's just the reality of it because then, you know, you can make your decision based off of that. So, you know, we NFL is all about consistency, okay? And the guy's got to be good consistently so you can make the team. And so if you're unproven and, you know, this is the first year that you actually played uh, in the NFL, they want to get everything out of you that they can, especially in preseason. They want to make a, make sure they got a good look at you, not only just for the Chiefs, but uh, maybe for other teams. Right? They might be vying for them, right? We know these look deals are happening all the time. I mean, it's just it's just how it happens. It is willing and dealing in the NFL, right? Willing and dealing. That's what's that's what's going on. And so guys are being evaluated. A talent like Justin Ross, you don't want to be able to let go. You know, to go to a different team and for him to strive. You want to make sure, like, hey, we are solid on this guy. Based off everything he's done during uh, uh, preseason, you know, training camp, 
we want to make sure that we're making uh, 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 good decisions on things like this. That's it. That's it. And you had to you had to do that evaluation. There's no way on Saturday that Justin Ross only gets one series. Of, there's no way. You know, we we, we got to know what he, we got to know what this kid's got. Shoot, so so anything, shoot, Justin Ross might get maybe more of the reps. And shoot, even receive rights. These guys are gonna get more reps. We we need to know, and that that all that is determined off of well, what will determine about uh, Kadarius Tony's future with us. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That that's how I'm gonna be determined off of that. And so that's that's what I want to say about that because. Guys are you parsing these things out. The coaches have to look at it and say, man, can we get away with not having this guy here? Or should we make this this decision? So these guys are going to get a lot of work on Saturday. Believe me, they are. Yeah. That was a question I asked because, like, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, we'll see Saturday. If Ross is playing a lot, that means he's playing for a spot on the team. And we might, you know, if he's playing a lot, that means he's playing, fighting for a spot on on the roster because he might be a fringe guy. A lot of people, a lot of people are still, you know, all the stuff he's done, they still think he's a fringe roster guy. I don't think that. You don't think that. Um, but uh, yeah, and and also people are saying it. Maybe may Smith Morissette, if the if uh, Smith Morissette, Pat and Ross are playing, those three are the ones fighting for that last spot, and that that's what that would indicate because the ones probably aren't going to play that much. But I mean, what you're saying, these guys are still new to the game. They still need to have the reps to kind of get get in the NFL rhythm. So any any rep is another day, another rep to to to, to showcase. They they need that work. They need them work more than ever, more than anybody else. And so as far as I'm concerned, uh, the roster lock right now that as they're looking as as it's looking at is uh, MVS, Sky Moore, uh, Richie James, because all the things they can do on special teams. Uh, Justin Watson made a case, obviously, you know, as being that four. Uh, and then it's everybody else. I mean, Kadarius Tony, right? But I'm just, I'm taking him out of the equation as being that guy. We know he's going to, you know, that's the five. But everybody else, look, we, we got to figure out who, who the guys are going to be. Yeah. And so I do believe it's going to be seven. I do believe it's going to be seven. Uh, because, whoo, all right. I ain't going to say nothing silly. Quality guys, I think we got quality guys. We got a lot of young, kind of unproven guys in the quality guys that we have. So the more reps you get, it's one thing to be in practice. When game time comes, man, it's, I'm telling you, it's a whole different level. I mean, the dial is turned up game time. When you see it, you going in, you're looking at against the Lions, the Jaguars, and all you start looking against those guys, you're going to see what's going on. You're going to see how, how different it is playing against these guys. You just, you just saw it. And that's for the entire season, when you got 53, you got to make sure you got the right guys. You have to. You have to. And they got to put the work in. So that's the lock right now that I'm looking at. Okay. And then, you know, you get your draft picks and we got it, you know, we obviously, we, you know, we, we're going to be uh, a little bit more uh, respective of them, you know, having time and getting them uh, developed mm-hmm. for sure. You best believe these guys are going to get a great look, man. They're going to get a great look. So. Um, following the game on uh Saturday. So I wanted to ask you, so obviously Ross had the two reps with Mahomes. Everyone loved the, 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 the whip route that he had. Um, Good. What did you think of his route running? Because he had that, and he also had another like, wasn't an out and up, but it was it, it was a it was it was kind of a corner route with uh, with Gabbert. Uh, 
Uh, Gabbert, yeah. Gabbert missed him on the throw, but it was a, it was an amazing uh, hesitation move where he, he had to um, – we went to the corner uh, in the end zone. Would have been a touchdown if Gabbert had hit him. Um, what what did you think about his his route running and how um, how he's kind of showcased uh, his uh, ability to run routes um, so far as far as Justin Ross? I mean, since I get to see all his routes, I, you know, I'm trying to look at the entire game, but the route that I see, it, I mean, it, was, it was a great route. It was, it was a great route. Look look great. Uh, and that's, that's the consistency you want. You want a guy to be consistent running routes like that. If you're getting that out of a guy consistently, then it's an easy, it's an easy choice. It's an easy choice because that means he's getting open. Now, whip route, uh, to be honest with you, okay, and I'm, I'm not crushing anything, but you better win on a whip route. I'm, I'm serious. Like, the whip route is, like, that's the whole purpose. You run it that way to win. And so – he ran it. He ran it textbook. It was a great route, and uh, the one uh, that Blaine Gabbert threw to him in the corner. I can't remember that one. I'm trying to. Uh, I've seen a lot of good routes by guys out there. But Justin Ross, he runs some really good routes. I think uh, some, my evaluation sometimes when I'm watching, uh, I'm looking for some more explosion somewhere. Right? I'm just it's like it's a tinge of like explosion I'm looking for. Uh, that hopefully he displays on Saturday, okay? That they, they give him the full bag to kind of like, look, man, when you get out here, I want you to go play. I want to see it. I, I, do, I want to see all out there. I want to see all out there. It's great to see the one-on-ones, catch the things in 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 practice. Absolutely. Saturday, we're going to put you on display. We're going to see. We're going to give you, you know, the, the full open up the offense, running these routes to see what you can do. Okay, maybe some one-on-ones to get yourself open against these guys. Okay, mm-hmm. a different jersey, uh, and that's a different evaluation. Uh, but I think you know, with uh, with uh, Embry, Embry, Embry's done said some things like, "Man, he's he's got this. He's got the athletic ability to do these different things." Right? I just want to see all of this his skill set. So if he has that burst and all those different things, I want to see even more of it. I mean, we seem to get up the sideline, man. He's a talented kid, man. He's talented. I, I love I love Justin Ross. I love. I do. I think he's 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 an incredible incredible talent. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, and obviously, uh, since you were you weren't on last week with Jody Fortson, alpha season. Um, what do you make? Because I mean, Fortson had a kind of a role where he was a kind of a red zone threat. You know, he probably during the regular season, he probably you probably wouldn't see him at all in the field up until we get to like the red zone area. Um, Justin Ross is a, is a Big target. He's a big guy. Could you see him having that kind of role as far as a maybe a red zone guy with Fortson not being there? Uh I don't know. And the only reason is because the some of the red zone things that we do is not necessarily typical for a big guy. Because you would look for, you know, kind of jump balls, you know, back shoulder type of kind of throws. And we we don't we don't do enough of it to say, hey, this is what this guy does. This is his particular role with Jody Forrest to come in. Now, obviously, Jody would do some wheel routes and things like that. He would just get open, and his big body would get guys open. But he was he was a lot physical on doing those things. So he would take chances. But was, a lot of it was, you know, he was just running some good routes. Will Justin Ross take that role? I don't know. You know, it, that, that that has to be uh, – it's desired to be seen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if he's saying, like, hey, man, you know what? This is Jody what he did. We're gonna bring Justin in to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. I don't know. 
that could that could that could fall into the to you know to Noah Gray or somebody you know the other guys you know as opposed to Justin Ross on doing those things yeah you know maybe a more stronger body stronger guy you know being a big guy is one thing but you could be a big guy and get thrown around get tossed it's true so yeah yeah. It doesn't really have much of the girth. Um, yeah, I think I saw uh, Dan Orlovsky, and it's something I said on the show a couple, a couple months back. He kind of reminds me. I'm not saying he is, but he, yeah. he's got the same body type, the same kind of length as a, as a as a prime AJ Green. Very similar skill sets as far as their, their body types and the, and the way they and kind of the way they play. Really, obviously, AJ Green had a really good career. Hopefully, Justin Ross has that kind of career. But I mean. If you look at the, the comps, I mean, they 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 do resemble each other a lot the way they play. Yeah, AJ was a beast out there, man. It was. So it was a beast. It was. <laughs> if we can get even a little bit of AJ Green and Justin Ross, I'd be so he happy. He got it, man. Hey, I wanted to. Do... Bing, go on, drop it into him. Shoot. So, um, uh, J- uh, Mahomes did say Rasheed Rice kind of reminded him of Sammy Watkins, which when we had our post draft show, um. Tasia, my brother, actually said that he reminded him of Sammy Watkins, which is funny. Four months later, Mahomes is saying he's got a little bit of Sammy Watkins in him. Do you do you, do you see that kind of comp with the uh, uh, Rice's uh, kind of ability uh, as far as uh, after the catch? Uh, I do somewhat of it. You know, I, I think Sammy. You know, Sammy had the injury and stuff like that too. Man, Sammy could have did. Man, man could have been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was. He, man, he, Sammy did a great job, you know, and playing and stuff like that. So I, I do see I do see a little bit of that. I do see a little bit of Sammy in him. Uh, and I like Sammy's hands. Sammy had strong hands, uh, strong body, get up the field, you know. And and so, yeah, I could I could definitely see, you know, a little bit of Sammy, uh, you know, comparison with Rasheed Rice. Yeah. I do. I, th- I think with him, Rasheed just got to get a little bit more comfortable, right? I think it's – you know the, the speed of the game and getting open and the physical the physicality of the entire game. Uh, that's that's going to be the challenge for him. Okay, just getting to that full speed of the game. Uh, but once he gets it, I think he's going to be in. Like, hey man, I got it now. And that's when you want to see a guy. When you see a guy figure things out it, as a coach and even as players, like this dude figured this. He's figured it out now. You can see it in him. You can see the confidence he's got. You know, he's walking with a little bit uh, a different stride in when he's coming in. Mm. Okay. He's got a little little gate in the step, little little different gate, little giddy, little giddy <laughs> up, if you will. Mm. All right. And when that sucker does that, you know, uh you, you know, coming from SMU, <laughs> you know, that's what we want to see. Okay, a little gallop. Mm. How about that? Huh? <laughs> I like that gallop, baby. <laughs> a little pep in the step. Yes, um. sir. Yeah, uh, and then one thing when they asked uh, when they when they told Rasheed Rice that Mahomes said that he reminded you that you reminded him of Sammy Watkins, he was like Mahomes said that. He goes, "All right, okay then, Mahomes said then, so be it, <laughs> whatever he says." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, hoping those guys uh, put out um and, and do their thing on um show out on Saturday against the Browns. Um, you know, and that's the thing. We, we, everyone's so excited about Rasheed Rice and Ross, and like these guys could be. You know, could be the potential uh, uh, the next uh, next four four years of uh, receivers with those two guys, and you know, so hopefully, um, yeah. But I, you know, but I, I tell you, that's what I love about it. I love the youth that we have, you know, and especially if those going to be the the guys that we're we're looking to lean on these next few years. They're trying to worry about free agency and all these different things. Get these guys ready, prepared right now. Right, this is this is the greatest time for them to to, to do it. And so even so, like even with you know 
KT, you know, if he's if he's out, he's out. But it's like, get ready. Go on, get what you need to do. Don't, don't, these young guys are gonna get it. They're gonna get better. We're gonna see them. We're seeing them, you know, starting to figure these things out. So I think this evaluation, man, is gonna be tough. It really is. Uh, but I think I think the coach is gonna get it right. I think they will. You know, I I don't have any questions in the guys that you named as far as their ability. Uh, this Saturday, I want to see some more. I just want to see consistency. I want to see, make sure that these guys are getting to that place where you can rely on them in a real game. Yeah. And I think that the promising thing is that there's, there's so many people out there who are so scared of Ross being cut. People, people, people are such big fans of his, um, his story. Yeah. It plays a big part in that. I believe that, 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 that true underdog, like, you know, counted out. Everyone thought he was going to be done with football came back. Um, you know, so he's got a he's got a lot going for him. Obviously, his play of the field is one thing, but um, I, I think the thing I took away is, and obviously you know more about this in preseason. Um, he he finally gets uh, reps with the ones, and right away he comes in and literally on the same drive he gets two, he gets two targets from Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Is that something that Mahomes wanted to get him the ball to see how he would fare in, in this, or is that? He came in and like he just looked that good. Mahomes was throwing to him. Or is he the first read on the play? I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors that goes into it, but like the fact that he got two targets and finally getting on the field with ones was kind of telling. Well, the, the whip route would that was definitely one for sure that he was going to throw. Uh, and I'm sure Mahomes is, you know, he's he, he's he's cognizant of, of everybody where everybody is, what the defense is giving him. And so he's going to take what the defense gives him. Uh, I know, you know, like I said, the whip route definitely was one. Uh, the other one, you know, I think he's just kind of working in and he was like, okay, here's, here's it was going to be that little dump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, uh, you said he's sleeping on Patrick's couch. So Patrick's like, hey, man. He, he was spending some time with him at, at his uh, at yeah. his place this summer. Yeah. Hey, Justin, I'm coming to you on this one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, dude, how we do it like in the backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> It's good that they, you know, they built a relationship and and, and uh, kind of like what's uh, the the one wide receiver? Uh, what's what's his name? I can't. Deter or whatever his name. The, oh, Dieter. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, Dieter was close to Pat Mahomes. Hey, man. He still didn't have that Justin Ross talent. <laughs> right. Right. So. Now nah, this it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's, it's gonna be a good thing, man. Mm. It's gonna be a good thing. I think Justin Ross, man, is gonna be, uh, is gonna be here for you know a few years, yeah. and he, he fits right into what we do. He he does. Yeah. So, and and the one thing they always say about him is he's such a different receiver than we have in the room and that we have had in the room. And that whenever you hear that, it's like, huh, it's really like they're obviously a big fan with what differences he brings to what we don't have or haven't had in that receiver room. And you look at him, you can tell he is different than what we've had. Yeah. But it expands your offense. It really does. You expand your options to now write it down. It may grow into, Hey man, red zone guy, let it grow into this. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's draw some plays up for him. Yeah. Right. The stuff, so, the stuff we wanted uh, them to do with Josh Gordon. They never did. Never did. That's right. Right. That's right. So, yeah, so very exciting uh, receiver room, and obviously the coaching staff is going to have uh, their hands full making decisions um, in that department. Um, so biggest, so obviously we, receivers was a big topic this offseason, but so was offensive line. And I remember the first few conversations we had this offseason was about Orlando Brown Jr., what's going to happen with him, what's going to happen with our tackle situation. 
brought in Juwan Taylor. Uh, we thought it was going to be a left tackle. Ends up going to stick at, stick at right tackle. And we brought in Donovan Smith, former left tackle for the Buccaneers. Um, he's had some, had some solid seasons, but also has been injured uh, for the last few years. Um, he's off and on injuries and stuff, um, but played last year through it. And that's a lot of people say that was the reason why he's play, played so poorly. Uh, but so far during the preseason, it looks amazing. Uh, Mahomes even made a comment after the game on Saturday that uh, he usually likes preseason to kind of, you know, get hit a little bit uh, just to kind of feel like it's some, um, it's some contact, but uh, the offensive line has not allowed that to happen. Um, so everyone's online talking about this potentially being the best off the line that Patrick Mahomes has played in since his time in Kansas city. Um, now let me ask you, Jay, do you agree that this is the best offensive line that uh, Mahomes has uh, played with uh, since he's been in Kansas city? Um, and what do you make of the, the offensive line and the two tackles uh, so far? Uh, one that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you want to get into the games. I think that, that evaluation has to happen halfway through the season or even, you know, at the end of the season, uh, make that assessment. Uh, but look at on paper. I mean, you could, you could say a lot of different things right now, but it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> it's just, these guys really played a whole lot yet. So, I mean, it's easy to say, but you ain't seen nothing. Yeah, you too. Come on, man. Let's, let's be honest, right? Like before we start getting into the, saying these things and whatnot, let's do a full evaluation, okay? Let's do a full evaluation because your 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 opinion may change, you know, week six or eight or or ten or twelve, okay? So, uh, but you know, look, I love Donovan Smith. That Joker right there, man, is an absolute mauler. I've been watching it, man. He's physical, tough nose. He's the type of player that I that I appreciate and I love, you know, playing a tackle. He's, you know, he just got that that gritty to him, you know. Not a dirty player, but he play he's 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 tossing guys around. Like he's gonna beat you up, and that's what I love about it. And that's his mindset right now. That's what we needed a guy like that to come in. That's what I was talking about. This is like when his uh, old offensive line coach was saying that man, this dude could be one of the top left tackles in in, in the NFL. He was it was it, he was on the trajectory of doing that, you know, before the injury and whatnot. And this, but so the thing is, man, we we got a great deal with with Donovan Smith. You know, I, I like his feet. I've been watching his feet. I'm watching his hands. I'm just watching him. Just I mean, he's he's beating guys up. He's he's beating them jokers up right now. You know, Jawan, uh, he, you know, he's he's doing a good job. You know, he's got to get his feet down. It's going to be a little bit different because now he's got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick holds the ball a little bit longer than, you know, other quarterbacks. It's just, that's reality. Our tackle is going to have a hard, harder job with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I'm not saying anything that, that is not uh, controversial. It's just reality. Okay. Patrick can escape with his legs. Uh, he didn't get hit during the game, but I seen him doing some escaping, which I don't want to see. I don't want to, I had, they had like five Cardinals run at him. I'm like, uh-uh, no. No, no, no. Throw that suck in the dirt. You don't need third and, and 20. You don't need that. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Throw that suck over the stands. Yeah. I used to tell my guys all the time when I was coaching, I tell my quarterbacks, look, if you don't see nothing down the field, I'm always open on the sideline as a coach. <laughs> I'll catch it. Really. And and that's that's kind of how I feel with that. So full game evaluation, we had to get to. We had to get to that point, man. Uh but it's some things that's, that's going to be different. 
that they're used to uh, as far as uh, playing with Patrick Mahomes. That's that's the reality. I don't think people want to really talk about that as much. Uh, having a little dispute with a dude, you know, on 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 Twitter about some silliness about you know uh, OBJ and all of this sort of thing, right? OBJ's in, in Cincinnati now, right? Cool. You know, Wiley is his upgrade without a doubt was with with uh, with Juwan. We still had to take in consideration the drops, you know, the, the quarterback drops, you know, how, how deep he gets in the drop, but also to ball getting at his hand. Patrick loves home runs. <laughs> he does. He loves the big plays. He loves making he loves making big plays. He looks down the field and he's used to escaping and doing some things with his feet that a quarterback's not used to doing. So Patrick's not going to be your typical pocket passer. He's just not. So that's the that's the difference there. Uh, are these guys up to the task? I think so, but we have to wait and see. I, I think I, I like like I said, I like I like Donovan. Okay, and I like Jawan. I think these guys are without a doubt uh, great offensive tackles. Okay, if they went, we wouldn't have paid eighty million dollars. Then we wouldn't have went and got a big deal. With Donovan Smith, you know, when we couldn't get a left tackle in the draft, which we were going for, that's what it was the deal. Mm-hmm. And he, he fell in our lap, man. I was just like, man, that's 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 a home run right there. Love it. Yeah. You were one of the few people that kind of uh, kept Chiefs Kingdom at bay when we signed Donovan Smith. A lot of people were upset about the signing. Didn't know if he was going to play left or right tackle. And you were like, no, he's going to play left tackle, and he's a he's a good left tackle. He just had injury. Um, so the, the fact that now everyone's coming around on Donovan Smith's it, it's. It's funny to see the, the the how Chiefs came just you know goes in circles with their takes on everything, um, but the, the one thing that everyone's talking about you know what I wanted to ask you not to compare Orlando Brown Jr. and um, and Don Smith but before yeah. we get that I, I just want to say everyone's posting pictures of uh, Jawan Taylor and Don Smith and then posting pictures of Wiley and um, Orlando Brown Jr. and saying like which tag team would you <laughs> would you uh, think is going to win Jawan Taylor Donovan Smith or uh, Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. you can just tell like th- these guys passed the, the eye test the look test and they're just like look test eye test of course yeah right <laughs> look test eye test obviously uh, you know people want to pe- you know pick you know Donovan and Jawan you know that's what they're going to do mm-hmm. all right and it's just you know eye test yeah that's what it is so. But so far, so you you talked about like Donovan Smith's kind of an old the way he's played. It's kind of like an old school left tackle, like kind of mauler. He's got a, a meanness, kind of like a Trey Smith, but the tackle that that, that meanness. What's yeah. is that? Is that the biggest differences you've seen so far? Obviously, small sample size. You only have two games. Wait, wait, this 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 game where they play they play like three or four drives with, with Mahomes and stuff. But what's the biggest difference you'd say the left ta- what you're seeing from the left tackle spot with Donovan Smith's providing to us? That we didn't see from Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, it, I think that, that that's part of the difference. I think as the where uh, Donovan looks to dominate all the time, and I think Orlando Brown Jr. was still learning the left tackle. Like, just man, I'm, I'm trying to tell you the, the kind of the difference in it, where you know he's he's getting the intricate parts down, you know, with his feet and his hands. And he's punching. And he's trying to be technique sound. And Donovan's like, "Look, I'm gonna be technique sound, but I'm gonna be a little dirty. I'll cut you right here at this time. I'm gonna punch you in the back of the head on another one. I'm gonna hit you in your gut. You fall on the ground. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump on top of you." To him, it's war. That's the difference I see right now as far as dealing with it. Not saying that Leonard Brown didn't see it as war, but you know, in battles, people fight differently, right? 
you, you can see somebody who's more of a scrapper and then you see more who's a guy who's a tactician, right? And so when, you, when you're looking at boxers, you know a boxer who's going to hit you everywhere. They're going to hit you in your shoulder, in your gut, in your ribs, a couple of head punches that you know is illegal. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to give you a warning. He's like, okay, I got it. But he got that punch in. Mm -hmm. That's why I see Donovan Smith doing it. And so he, he's, he is a brawler. He is a mauler. That's what I like about him. I mean that that's that's the difference I see. Okay, and so when you go when you go into war with a guy like that, man, in film, you're like, man, look at what Donovan did to this guy. Oh, look at that! Woo, look at that! And these things come up, man. You you start seeing him in film, and he'll be celebrated for it. He need to be a pat on the back. That a boy things because of it too. And the good thing about that is, when you do things like that, you get the defense frustrated. Okay. You take a little bit out of the defense. You know, we're talking about chips and stuff like that. So imagine a guy getting chipped. Also, the tackle catching that chip and he's jumping on top of him. Like, he's going to take some – look, the best thing to do is take some plays out of the defender. That's what you want to do. You want to slow that pass rush down. You want to slow him coming off the football hard. You that's it is, a, it is a battle out there. It's a physical game. You got to be physical. You got to hit guys everywhere. Everywhere they got pads on, hit them, hit them. So that's a big difference. And and now you have two, and also raises stakes on the old line because I mean before it, we always post highlights. Oh, Trey Smith, look at that pancake, or uh, Creed Humphrey, look, look at that pancake. Now you have your left tackle involved with that now, so everyone's going to be kind of competing for pancakes. And obviously they, they do it anyways. But you have three guys in the line who, who are, are road grading people out there. Oh yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's lovely. That's beautiful. That's that's like guys I play with. Yeah. You know, that's that's the type of ball that I'm used to. And you want your guys on the offensive line to have that nastiness, that meanness to them, okay, that it is a battle out there. Like, that's, that's where the game is won. It is won, it's won in the trenches. This is, you know, when we use, you know, comparisons about war, things like this, this is the reason. Everything in the football is based off the military uh, 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 system and environment. So your mentality has to go there too. I mean, because that's what it is. You don't want to get beat. You don't want to lose. And so you got to do everything you need to do to win. There's going to be some scrapping. There's going to be some holding. There's going to be some hitting. You know, you'll see some guys uh, when defenders might jump on the quarterback, maybe late and stuff like that. That offensive tackle will let you know, hey, man, don't do that again. Don't do that again. I've seen you. Don't. And this, what are you going to do? I'll show you. I'm going to show you exactly what's going to happen next play. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, his play definitely jumps off uh, when you're watching the film. You could just you could, you could just see like you didn't, if you weren't if you're just an alien just watching the Chiefs game for the first time. You watch clip from last year, watch clip from this year. You just see instantly right away who's that, that? That's a different left tackle than you had last year. You can just tell right away the way they play. Just, it's, it's a different. Seems like one's more aggressive than the other one. Where it seems like yeah. it's not like Orlando Brown was catching defenders back there, but it seems more like it, it, I don't know. It just seems like more like Thomas was go, kind of going into the battle, whereas. Orlando Brown was kind of taking it on. Yes. There's a, yes. There's a difference there. There's a, there's a big difference right there. And so, uh, and, and guys, however how, how you you play it out to be effective, right, then so be it. I don't mind if a guy, like, if if we're talking, you know, fighting styles, somebody's using uh, uh, Aikido <laughs> as opposed to jujitsu, right, or, you know, somebody's going to be the mauler. Mm -hmm. MMA, 
whatever you need to do, get the job done. But you just got to make sure that job is being done and it's effective. Yeah, as long as it works. As long as it works. Yeah. So, yeah, you can make a guy tap out. If I could break an arm in the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, you know, people were going on talking about the best la- best la- line. Let's wait. It's, it's, we, we've only we've only seen these guys have the four drives together. So let's let's <laughs> take, take it easy. Hey, <laughs> let's take it easy. All right. Yeah. Okay. And again, we're seeing them against the Cardinals, who's everyone thinks is going to be the worst team in the league this year. Again, let's 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 wait. Let, let's wait this one out. Let's let's see how they do against the uh, Hutchinson and the uh, the Lions on uh, week one. So that, that there you go. First test right there. Yeah. So let me let me say it this way. They could be. How about that? It could be. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll wait and see till we start making that 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 uh that opinion. How about that? Could be. I'm gonna hold you to that. They could be yeah. the best offensive line the homes has had. <laughs> the reason, that, man, because there's a whole lot of opinions going on out there right now. There's a whole lot. A lot. You know? And uh, we're about to get to a topic where everyone has. It's a very polarizing topic and a polarizing Uh-oh. person in the Chiefs uh, Kingdom world on Twitter right now. Um, uh oh. Yeah. So you, you've gotten into Twitter arguments about, about this. Um, so we got, uh, this week, uh, Chris Jones is obviously still not in the building. Um, and, uh, although Andy Reid did not want to talk about Chris Jones, pretty much saying there is no communication with Chris Jones. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and talk about Chris Jones on this uh, segment. So, uh, this week, Chris oh, yeah. Jones was asked on Twitter, um, when he returned to the team and he replied week eight airhead live, then quote tweeted that saying that'd be a hefty tab. Chris then replied saying I can afford it. So, you know, Chris has been taken to social media to kind of say a lot of things uh, throughout this whole period. Um, but the one thing that stands out to me, n- n- it's not like Jonathan Taylor or some of these other guys who have asked out, who, who say they want to go, they want to be traded. He's not really saying that at all. He's not. He just wants to get paid by the team. Mahomes press conference the other day, he wants to be in Kansas City. He loves Kansas City. And, you know, like he said, I love him and I can't wait till he comes back. So it's like, he's going to be here, guys. So like everyone needs to relax, but everyone's so polarized. Like, oh, he doesn't want to be there. He he wants to say he wants to get paid. Uh, he want you know he wants to you know kill the team's cap future and stuff. Like that's not what it is. But JD, you're a former player. You've been in negotiations. You've you've talked yeah. it out with teams. You know how both sides are thinking. You know from the players' point of view. You know what the team's point of view is. Can you kind of give us some like insight as to what is going on right now? Uh, what's going on at this moment? is everybody's dug their heels in. This is where it's at. And so make no mistake about it. All this time trying to get everything done, I think Chris is at a point of saying, hey, this is my numbers. I don't have to say anything else. I've said all I had to say. We've, we've talked it out. We've had meetings. We, you know, y'all know where I am with this, Okay. And the Chiefs are kind of like, hey man, look, let's talk about this more and stuff like that. Chris is like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is where I am. This is where I am. Until something else comes to me that seems doable, then there's nothing much more to say. And so he's going to ride this thing out. See, this what it seems like. It seems like he's willing to ride this thing out unless something gets done in these next few weeks, which can absolutely happen. This is part of negotiation, though. Okay, this is negotiation tactics. Which one is going to blink first? Turn it down, playing chicken. And the thing is, 
look, we got to remove all the emotion out of it. Okay. It's just business. It's all business. Okay. But I, I, let me say this. Okay. And let's I, I, make no mistake about it. Chris Jones is our best defensive player. Chris Jones is one of the top defensive players in the entire NFL. Chris Jones is one and two defensive tackles in the entire NFL. He's top five in sacks at, air, at all the positions on defense in the past five years. I think he's like number four. Chris Jones elevates every single position on defense on that side of the ball. Chris Jones makes linebackers and the secondary's jobs that much easier. He is vital and pivotal to our success on defense. Make no mistake about it. Part of why the Chiefs have gotten been getting better is because Chris Jones has been doing a tremendous job playing at the defensive tackle. He's been one of the most dominant guys in the NFL for the past few years. While being double teamed, while having some maybe some sub some guys beside him not playing as good, okay, because he's having to take the brunt of it. His pressures, his output, everything he's been given puts him up at the top of the league. Make no mistake about it. So we can sit there and people could be upset about Chris Jones wanting to get paid. The man's been doing a job to get paid. It should be warranted and justified for him to get paid. And guess what? I would I would bet, I would say, that every single teammate has his back and support his choice. They understand that. He's got, these guys are friends. This is family, okay? This is family. And so they understand that. They want Chris to get paid money because these guys are going to be in a position to get paid money. Now, look, I get that. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey took team-friendly deals. We, we visited that already, okay? We visited that. Chris is saying, look, I'm 29 years old. I understand my chef light is, is only what it is. I, I'm at this point in my, my career that I might have just one more contract to hit, okay? One more. And I'm trying to set myself up. I have every right to do that. He does. He has every right to do that. Every single person who's out here working, okay, under a company or any type of organization has every right to try to get the money they feel like they're owed or that they're worth, all right? You don't cut your legs from underneath you. You don't have to sit there and take whatever. If somebody else is in a company is taking a, a company-friendly deal, all right? I'm not saying that Chris has asked for anything astronomical. His play has 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 justified what his pay is. I don't even, we don't even know what it is. We have no idea what it is. That that's another thing too, because we don't know what all the stipulation is. And there's a lot of variables in this. Chris wants to be a chief for life. The Kansas city chiefs want Chris to be a chief for life. They're just in an impasse right now. Hopefully things will come up that they say, look, we both got to compromise to get to a place where we're both happy. Okay. The problem goes into that all of a sudden fans and people who, who are being uh, critical of the whole situation with Chris and whatnot, turns him into the villain all of a sudden. Why? 
So all the all the all the 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 oh we love you, Chris, and all that, all you all that. What is that? Is that fake love? Is that what it is? Look, I understand the relationship between players and fans and all this, right? But these guys, they're they're out there to try to make as much money as possible to 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 have lucrative deals to capitalize on certain situation. Every everybody in America, well, not everybody, but most people. Capitalists, they want to capitalize on what they have in America. That's what they want to do. That, that's that's the American way. <laughs> right? So people are doing it. There's no guarantees. True. Chris, you know, we hey, we don't know what's gonna happen. We just don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just saying that sometimes we get our, our feelings involved in this. Fans get so deep into this. On just saying that all of a sudden they're ready to just dump on him, which is crazy to me. All the things that he's done, and not even seeing the scope of it, and I've seen, you know, what ends up happening is people start reasoning why now all of a sudden Chris Jones don't need to be here. But it's never saying, well, shoot, we don't know what is being offered, Chris. We understand that everybody won't get, everybody can't get team friendly deals on guys. Maybe he feels like the deal I'm giving is fair. You may feel like it's team friendly. Like, hey, man, it's a team friendly deal I'm giving you. I'm not asking Donald Donald money, but I want to be somewhere close. But the thing is, these things are going on behind closed doors. We don't know this. That's part of the negotiation because there's a lot of things that go into the negotiation. Chris just had been no communication because there is some frustration there. There's just like, yo, we look, we at a point. We're going to sit back with this. Uh, and maybe we visit again. Right now, it ain't the time. We both need to just back away from the table. We need to, Chris is like, hey, man, I'm feeling some type of way about this. Not I'm feeling some type of way, not necessarily maybe with the organization because they not meet my demands, but now all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of hate from the fan base. That I've been sitting over here, you know, working my tail off to win a, a Super Bowl and the championships. And I've been a part of that. I'm a big reason that we are Super Bowl champs. Oh, he had one sack in the playoffs. Well, shoot, what about his pressures and things that he's done? Right? What about all the sacks and stuff that he's done and the double teams he's taken on to get to that position of playing in the, in the Super Bowl or the playoffs? None of those things matter all of a sudden? We're going to diminish him because he had one sack in the playoff? Oh, he didn't get burned. Yeah, he didn't. Where's the other guys? He got, he got 10 other guys back there to make plays. So, you know, he's fighting against the double teams and all of that, man. Look, I, 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 to me, everybody just needs to chill out, okay? Just need to just, man, don't get so emotionally involved in this. It's upsetting to me because all of a sudden what ends up happening is sometimes you get this fake love from fans, and then all of a sudden as soon as you don't do what they want you to do, they turn on you, Okay. What they think what you ain't doing what they think you should do. And they turn on you. They don't know anything as far as the numbers. I don't know what the numbers are. All I know is, man, if you're going to be a fan of, of Chris Jones, be a fan of Chris Jones. And you say, man, hopefully these things, both parties will work these things out. Hopefully that'll happen. Okay? We know Chris wants to be here. We've known that. We ain't, I don't think Chris is asking for like $40 million. But this is, this is, this is where we are. This is where we are. 
and the one thing that strikes strikes me is um, everyone keeps posting the record of uh, Mahomes, Mahomes's record without Chris Jones, which is uh, he's four and two. Um, so I looked at so interesting. So I looked at two things. Okay. Mahomes, yeah, I looked at the two games they lost without uh, Chris Jones. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't look at the four other games we won. But two games they lost without Chris Jones, they averaged the, we we gave up thirty three and a half points or no. Uh, it was thir- 38 to um, Buffalo and 31 to the Houston Texans. Um, so 69 points in two games. So we allowed 34 and a half points with the games. Chris Jones was out, which is the games we lost. But looking at the, the, the winning percentage, so I'm just going to look at – obviously it's six games. So the, the Mahomes' winning percentage without Chris Jones is uh, 66.7%. His win percentage with Chris Jones, 81.1%, J.D., yeah, <laughs> and that's a, that's a that's a, um, a sample size of seventy four games. So Mahomes is sixty and fourteen. I don't think this is including playoffs, just regular season. Sixty and fourteen with Chris Jones. Um, so that's uh yeah, like like I said, uh, eighty um yeah eighty one point one percent win percentage versus without Chris Jones, four and two small sample size, but sixty six point seven percent win percentage. Hey, I think, look, man. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I, say, I, I think one. I think one just shows you. Uh, and, and again. The dumb, the dumb thing of comparing a quarterback versus t- defensive tackle is stupid anyway. The fact that people are actually doing this is dumb. But the win percentage is there, 81% with uh, Chris Jones, 667 without him. You, you, can, you, can, you can validate anything. You can try to justify it, whatever, right? You can, you, you can do that. Yep. And so the thing is, with these numbers, I guarantee all the players was like, hey, the 6 Amy one might have been easy if we had Chris Jones here. You know, Patrick Mahomes may not had to do, you know, throw behind his back, through his legs and over, you know, running around and get, you know, maybe he had to do that for the six wins. But every guy would prefer to have Chris Jones in there. I promise you that. Throw six games. Hey, man, carry the team. That's what guys are supposed to do. They're supposed to step up and carry the team. That's part of it. Chris Jones makes those paths easier to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Makes it easier. Because you need a beast on defense like Chris Jones. You need him. You, you can, and I've seen in the game, and I'm just evaluating it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing some of the defensive schemes because they got to do the schemes of thinking when Chris is not in there, what do we do, Right. So watch a little bit of it. The thing is, this this is what has to transpire if you don't have Chris, okay? Because you're not getting that push up front. You don't have somebody who's taking the double teams and, and splitting them like Chris did. Like even even if Chris didn't get back to the quarterback, quarterbacks are making errant throws, right? And now it's they're putting, <laughs> they putting the ball back in the offense. Saying why? Because Chris Jones made a little pressure or he tipped the ball. All those different things. All these things. Has to be measured. They have to be. So, yeah, we can say six and two. I, I, I really like to see the, uh, the six games and the two. Uh, yeah, uh, it's four, uh, four, four and two, JD. Oh, four and two, four and, four and two. two. Okay, okay, four and two. Shoot, and four and four games could be in, like you said, it could have been Arizona or, you know, Houston at the time. Atlanta, you know, I, you know, we don't know who it was. Yeah, it'd be good to see. But even even so, past the point. 
uh, we should just wait all this thing out, man. Yeah. Let, let them let them guys handle it. But I, I don't think we need to dump on Chris, man. Chris done a great job here. He, you know, we want him to be here, and we want to keep him open arms, like like Patrick said. We want to welcome him with open arms. Let's start. Let's, don't, let's start talking about this guy now to make him better and, and, and disgruntled. We don't want to come back here to work. It's taking people coming in, patting him on his back because it's the only thing that they can do. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. no. Nah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing we 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 made it clear we don't. The GMs made it clear they don't want to trade him. They want to keep him. Um, they've also done nothing to the defensive tackle room. Obviously, outside of drafting Keandre Coburn in the sixth round, they've done nothing in the defensive tackle room that indicates them wanting to move on uh, and shift gears from Chris Jones. They haven't. They, I, I honestly wish they had brought in some defensive tackle help. I wanted the dude from UConn last year's draft, Travis Jones. We didn't draft him. The Ravens drafted him. But I wanted us to draft him, not to replace Chris Jones, which they have as a complimentary piece. They didn't even do yeah. that. So, obviously, there is yeah. no other pathway they 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 want to keep him in house. They know they have to keep him in house. So it's they've been. It's been a a, a revolving door of defensive ends and different guys to fit in here and whatnot. And the one consummate guy that we have in the in, inside is Chris Jones. Yeah. Well, why is that? Because he's been the most effective guy that we've had in the past five years. It's Chris Jones. Yeah. Right. And so you're trying to get guys around him as a piece. You know, to make pressure, Chris is bringing it up the middle. We need some guys from the outside, okay? Collapse a pocket. Chris does a great job of that. Heck, we brought we brought in different guys from other teams, a free agent, to play opposite Chris as a defensive tackle. Those guys has come and gone. Yeah. Got one of the best in the NFL. Come on, man. Yeah. It's a people just say it's there's there's a couple things here. It's like the fact that people, you know, we brought in Frank Clark. We gave him a lot of money. We gave him more money than we gave Chris Jones, who's justified their contract so far. Chris Jones has outplayed his contract. Frank Clark's no longer with the team. Um, but, like, it's not like we're, we're randomly picking a guy and hoping that this guy plays up well to his contract. We know what Chris Jones is capable of. Like, we, we know what he's done, and we know what he can do. And, I mean, like, that's it. I don't understand why people are so hesitant. And what are we talking about here? They're probably maybe one to three million dollars off. There's already a lot of money anyway. Really, we're holding off on one to three million dollars, whatever it is. It's not that big of a deal compared to what this, the, the the big thing of his contract already. Come on, guys. If if it is if it is that, then it shouldn't be a big deal. But we don't know if it, if that's what it is, though, we Marcus. Don't. We have no idea. You're right. You know, that's the thing about it. Nobody's really saying nothing. Nobody nobody's letting anything go, right? Yeah. And, and True, that, that's part of the negotiation. And so, you know, we all just need to hold off. We need to just keep watching the games, keep cheering the guys on that's there, keep cheering Chris on, keep cheering on the Chiefs. Yep. They're an organization that they're going to work it out. It's business, man. It's business. Anytime these things happen, you know, when a guy gets cut, we use business. Oh, it was business. We cannot. Okay, well, the players, you know, he's got a stance. He's got leverage. It's business. So he's doing it. He's using business. Yeah, don't use. He's not dedicated. You ain't saying that to the team when they get rid of a guy. Mm-hmm. The team's dedicated or not. So, hey man, look, it's just that's that's how negotiations work. Yeah, I know because I I've I've been under four contracts, so I I understand <laughs> how these things work. Sometimes some of the things the proposals you may get are terrible, and it's disrespectful and all. You know they can they tell you all the great things. Oh, we love you. This yeah. 
But we know the Chiefs do love Chris Jones. We know that. And I know they're trying to save money for guys in the future. They don't have that money. <laughs> they don't have that money. Everybody keeps using, oh, we need a science. Man, Creed and them's a couple of years away. We'll have that money. Believe me, it's going to show up. Hey, they can do some things. They can work some things out with numbers. Believe me. The thing is, you want this dynasty. Sometimes it's going to take a little, little change. It's going to take a little, little, little Dore me, okay, to yeah. do it. That's what Rod Tidwell said and Jerry Maguire. Show me the money, Jerry. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just that people are just treating Chris Jones like he's Jonathan Taylor who said he wants out. He has not said that. So, like, don't treat the guy like he wants to leave when he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay. He's, you know, he wants to get paid. And, 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 look, don't push him out the door. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sometime attitude in the fans, like, wow, really? That, this is what we're getting? This is what we're hearing right now? He's the guy, you know, uh, uh, a guy who, who showed uh, about staying off social media. He was saying some things like that. Uh, I think, how about those Chiefs were showing it, maybe? Uh-huh. I seen did that, and yes, stay on social media. You know, you you venture frustration, things come out, all these things are being said. I mean, oh man, you don't want to, you don't want to, you, you you know, I almost <laughs> will see. You know, some people might even boo him. I see somebody say I lost respect with Chris Jones. Why? His legacy's tarnished. <laughs> For what? How would his legacy be tarnished because the man's trying to capitalize off his off of what he has? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. But they say people will, will turn around as soon as he's signed and be all about him again. Man, forget that, man. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they will. Well, what have you done for me lately? That's that's the reality of some of these things. I get it. I do. I, I get it. But then sometimes we act like this is our money. We bring it out of our own pocket to pay Chris. I know. Yeah, I, I just think people are taking it personally. His um, his things he's going, his social media stuff, like you're playing around with fans, like him doing that whole thing with Michael Bay, where oh, Chris Jones, he quit the team or whatever. Like people are taking that personally. It's like it's just it's he's having fun. Like yeah, yeah. Does it mean to be? Is it unnecessary? Yes, but like it could be worse. It could be him going on social media saying, "I want out." He's not saying that. Yeah, you know, I, I the antics. I get it. You know, it's it's funny when. You know, when it starts and high high and everybody's okay with it, then it's not when, you know, you don't like what he has to say when he's, you know, pointing pouring out, you know, maybe like some of this feelings like, hey, man, like, I don't know. Right? Yeah. So hefty change and oh, I don't know what Chris Jones, I mean, Chris Jones is trying to hold to his guns. He's trying, he's trying to get a contract that he feels that uh, is justified for him. That's what he's trying to do. The Chiefs are trying to do it the, uh, the same. That's yeah. what's going on. So. So uh, two weeks from today um, is the first game of the season. Will Chris Jones, if you were to make a bet right now, will Chris Jones be playing in that game two weeks from tonight? Two weeks from the first game? Two weeks from tonight would be uh, game one of the season. <laughs> will Chris Jones be in that game? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You know what? I know he has to get ready anyway. He's he's going to do some work. It's going to take some time. Uh, if not the first or the second game, I put it that way. How about that? Okay. He'll be here. 
he'll be here. First or second game of the season for sure. But week eight out out no week eight. No, nah, I don't. I don't think he pushes the week eight. I, I don't think so. I think it, if it goes week eight, then it, he's definitely one out. Then he might see some other other stuff come in, you know. But I think week week one, he, he definitely is a possibility, of, if not week two for sure. Yeah. Gosh, I, I hope it gets all cleared up before week one. Yeah, I do too. I think you know, and and who, who's knowing? They both both of them might be laughing at all of us. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like keep it going. Like we don't keep it. You know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's as, as sinister as that, but it's you know whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. Look, we just we just hey, we deal with it. We deal with it. Stay out of everybody, everybody else's business. Grown folk business. Let's just stay out of it. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it was that Usher song that came out a couple years ago. It was uh, my life, your entertainment. You're watching, but I'm living. Yeah, it's it's his life, guys, and it, you're every, everyone's uh everyone's entertained by it. Whether they're pissed off about it or not, they're entertained by it. Um, okay, uh, so final topic. Isaiah Pacheco, a guy who has been injured, um, had off-season hand surgery and off-season torn labrum. Uh, he had surgery on his uh, torn labrum. Um, finally cleared to practice this week. Uh, yellow jersey's off, red jersey on, uh, receiving carries, and officially the RB1 uh, in the offense. Um, J.D., uh, Andy Reid talks about wanting to get these guys, the ones out in the field on Saturday for a little bit. Pacheco, he doesn't know if he's going to play on Saturday, but he, he was at the podium the other day. He says he wants to play. He wants to get some some contact. He wants to feel like he really hasn't had that this entire uh, offseason or training camp. He wants to get that because he's going to be playing in two weeks, and he wants to yeah. get that in-game um, uh, contact. If I know we talked about not rushing guys back um, if they don't have to, especially week three of preseason. Um, cause there's, there's guys out there who are fighting for their lives, uh, who, who fight for their, their NFL careers who will be playing in those games. So, yeah. um, not everybody is getting ready for week one. This would be just a warm up for him. If you were Andy Reid, would you play him in the game on Saturday or would you not risk it? If I, if, it, if it's my decision, uh, no, you ain't playing. Have, have, have a seat. You'll get contact and practice. Uh, but game one is when we gonna let you go. Okay, we'll, we'll let you get ready and, and, and practice because we know you still have that juice. There ain't no problem with him having the juice, you know, in, in game time. We ain't worried about that. But we don't want something silly to happen. And guys, like you said, who, who's, you know, trying to be a hero and trying to make the team, trying to do something, you know, outlandish and could, you know, re-injure his shoulder. What's another week, you know? And I know he's anxious. I know he's antsy. I get that. I know he wants to play. He's been wanting to do this. But Saturday, hey, man. Now, just I want you to watch from the sidelines. Matter of fact, I might let you dress out. Maybe let you put your pads on, get a little work, let everybody think how you're doing something. And then when it comes to it, I'm gonna make sure the trainer take his helmet from him. He is not going in. You understand? Take Pacheco's helmet. All right, he is not going in. When we sitting there saying you know national anthem all that stuff, find Pacheco's helmet. Okay. This stash at is that when you see don't play obviously re- re- risk of re-injury he's obviously clear for context so he's obviously fine now but is it because of his style of play mixed with the other factors of, of week three of preseason is that is that what it is too is the style style of play mixed in with these guys who are fighting for their, their lives their yeah. lives 
I think so. You know, we, we don't want to go too hard and, you know, it, 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 you know, kind of getting them into practice, getting some, some physical part of it. Let's do it in practice. How about that? We got some time to practice guys are hitting you different things like that, different drills. Uh, but you don't need to do it this preseason. So, but Andy, uh, you know, and he make his decision. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I just know as far as his coach with me, you know, let it be first game of the season. Okay. You'll get your workout in practice. First game of the season. We'll see. We'll do it. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope we get to see uh, some uh, Pacheco action. Um, I wouldn't be upset if he doesn't play on, on Saturday, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, we have, we have a lot of talent in that running back room. So we'll see other guys again, getting some um, playing time. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, before we get out of here, JD, week three preseason, we kind of mentioned the guys. Some guys are going to be fighting for their their NFL careers. Um, any, any advice from a guy who played in the NFL as long as you you did? Any advice you guys have? Do you have for some of the guys, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's anywhere else in uh, thirty other thirty one teams? Do you have any advice for guys who are potentially playing maybe their last game, maybe the game to try to get on a team? Any mm-hmm. advice you got for them? Just you know, play your heart out. You know, play your heart out. Fight for every single snap, every single play, every single minute. Play like it's your last because it could be. And so don't worry about making mistakes. You just go out there and play hard. You just put all everything that you could possibly put into it. Study. Make sure that you are laser focused. You understand the scope of what is actually being asked of you. Okay. And you go out there and execute. And execute to the best of your ability. But more so, don't be tight. Don't worry about anything. You just go out there and have fun and just go play. Okay? And here's the thing about it. You know, when you go out there and you play, you're this is a this is a job uh, interview for all 32 teams. That's what it is. So you may not make it with the Chiefs. You could be somewhere else. And that needs to be uh, understood. All right? It needs to be understood. You don't have to make it here with the Chiefs. It could be somewhere else. Only you can put yourself in that position. So when you do have that chance and opportunity to get in there, you make sure you take it for everything that is worth, everything that is worth. All right. That's what it has to be. That's, so. that's, that's advice there from a guy who played the NFL for a very long time, guys. So yes, sir. he's been there. He's seen it all. Seen it all. I've seen him come and go, man. I'm, I'm telling you, every single year, and it's always it gets to that point, Having guys understand exactly that the NFL is a business. And if you want to make it in NFL and get paid in NFL, then you got to become a businessman. And you got to take care of your business. You got to perform. You got to perform consistently. And you got to do it well. That's bottom line. Pure and point blank. You know, I think sometimes the frustration is, you know, People don't understand how hard it is to make it to the NFL. They understand some of the things you get into to make it to the NFL. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say this. I, I've seen, you know, I, I've seen the whole thing with Tua and Ryan Clark kind of go out. This, I didn't, I didn't know what's uh, actually what's going on, but I heard Ryan Clark today what he said, man. I he, and it was, it was, it was perfect. You know what he said because Ryan Clark understands what it takes to be into the NFL, and he said, you know, he used the thing as a joke. I don't quite know what he said, but he, he realizes that. And just hats off to him, man, just the character that he was able to say it. Uh, and most guys, man, that, that play the game, we understand that. We know what it takes to get to the NFL. So we don't want to ever di- diminish any guy or say anything that, you know, I think uh, is disrespectful. Some dudes play that way. You know, I try not to play that way. I try to be fair in my evaluation. 
because we know what it is. We know the time, the effort, and everything that it takes, the sacrifices that you have to make, how your body feels every single day after you get finished getting hit. Now, these guys may not be getting hit like we used to back in the day, but I'm telling you, you understand the pain that you go through, the mental anguish that you had to deal with, you know, being away from your family, doing all these different things, you know, and all of this for a game, for entertainment. This way you get paid good money. But also, too, you know, you you shoot, you you want the fans to have, you're trying to bring championships, wins, and stuff like that. Then you're putting yourself and your life on the line. That's one fans understand that, too. These guys are dedicated, man. They're trying to make it. There's a reason. Yeah. So, and there's a reason why Chris Jones is wanting to get paid as much as he can because what's the, what's the acronym that everyone says the NFL? Not for long. Not for long. And they, dude, Chris Jones, this is his last hurrah. Yep. That's how I feel about it. I think that's how he feels, too. So, yeah. so pay the man. Yeah, pay the man. <laughs> Good way to Y'all end. work it out. Y'all work it out. Y'all work it out together. Yeah, Clark. Clark's got the cash. He can. He can hook him up. Yeah, they, they're gonna be all right, man. <laughs> Family, man. Sometimes you know you just gotta come to come to get grips with things. Mm-hmm. Family, to get there. Yeah, right. so everyone's gotta give a little bit. Gotta um, give a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, again, we will be posting our Bleacher Report link on Twitter and on our YouTube uh, uh, section um, where we can post that uh, so everyone can go in and join us for our preseason finale show on Bleacher Report this Saturday um, at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, Put comments out there. We'd love to hear the comments, okay, so we can talk and, and, and converse with our fans and everybody who's checking our channel out. We love to hear it. All the good and the bad. We want to hear it. Everything. All, all of it. Yeah. I'm starting to become better. Trying to engage a little bit more, Marcus, on the comments. So I'm trying to get in there and step in. I've, I've seen I've, I've seen it. Um, yeah. And then also uh, next week, we'll finally hear JD's uh, regular season prediction. Remember, he he told us to wait till oh. preseason's over. So next week, we got the prediction show. And uh, also, just talking about different um, different predictions for the season. And the storylines will be playing out throughout the season. But very curious to hear what JD has as our uh, – prediction yes sir yes sir (laughs) all right guys well have a good weekend hi everybody thanks for watching subscribe here to get the latest from the show also be sure to check out the best clips from chief concerns and if you prefer to listen to the show subscribe and follow us on apple podcasts spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.